Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals podcast where my partner and I bring you our own take on what's going on here with the in the local scene covering the, of course, the Phoenix football team, the Arizona Cardinals. I am your co-host, Javon J. Love Adams. And as always, by my side is the big watermelon head having... Ed Smith, he not only was he able to play professional baseball and did quite well at that, he also uh, played in the National Football League. He is, as we like to say, he is vested, so we are happy that he's vested. The one and only Ed Smith, man, was good, man. You know, I got to drop it a, uh, my octave a little lower because we got some competition on the show today, so try to get my voice real nice and low. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Sometimes we like to bring in uh, folks that we we really get along with. We're very fortunate sometimes as we're going through the Believe Network, and we have folks on where we're real fortunate. But uh, this gentleman is not only in the Believe Network, but he also uh, runs KSRNAZ.com, Casual Sports Radio Network. He's the one and only Earl Burnett. What is good, sir? How you fellas doing? What's up, man? Doing good, man. I see you out there grinding. I see I'm looking at you. I see you grinding. I see the grind. I see the grind. <laughs> and it took me a minute to figure it out on the phone, but I'm good. <laughs> all good. All good. So so this, we are a week. <laughs> it's funny because I know for those of you that listen, you know that uh, Ed and I, we do a radio show every Saturday. And so for whatever reason, the last few months, my partner has been really really stuck on the eve of the eve of this the eve of that <laughs> so i'm sure yeah. that, that this coming up this coming up week he'll be talking about we're almost to the eve of the the first round <laughs> of the NBA, of the NFL draft so so we're that's what we're going to be talking about this time uh, next week as we're recording this it's a thursday we'll be getting ready to go through the what is it the first round of the NFL draft and um, and so of course we want to talk about you know what's going on, what we, what we anticipate, what are the needs for the Arizona Cardinals? And then also want to get into the kind of the elephant in the room. And to be honest, and I'm just, I'm that guy that's a little bit different, wired a little bit differently because, you know, I'm, I grew up a Magic Johnson fan uh, being a Laker fan. And I, you know, aside from when he announced that he came down that, you know, he had acquired, as he say, the, you know, the HIV virus, I don't really trip on when people retire or when they don't retire or if you leave my team and all that type of stuff. So we're going to talk about Larry Fitzgerald. That's the elephant in the room where it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. So we're going to get into that as well. But before that, um, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, gentlemen, this time next week we'll be wondering what's going to go on, uh, not with the first pick of the draft. Some people, there might be some interest there, maybe the second or the third. No, it, it comes down to at this point in time, the 16th pick in the draft where the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what is the, what's the need? What, what do you expect? Uh, do you expect Kime to even make a good 
pick in the first round? What are, what are we expecting when it comes to that? He doesn't necessarily have the best track record, like me trying to shoot a three-point shot when I'm playing with my son in a pickup game. But uh, your thoughts first off, Ed, what do you think about what the Cardinals should do? What do you think they might do? You see some of these mock drafts. I see one that just uh, I was on Cards Wire uh, that, that mentioned uh, that they may end up going for a linebacker. Some people think it's a cornerback. Some people think, hey, get some more help, maybe get some speed at, at wide receiver if that's possible. So what do you think in terms of what the Cardinals may do and what they should do? Uh, you know, I think there's a real, well, another important draft for Kime, um, as far as his legacy of being the GM, he has not done a good job. We talked about it on our show last week where he ranks among the GMs that qualify to be ranked as far as their drafts. Uh, he was on the bottom third, I think 19 out of like 23 or whatever it was in terms of his draft record, you know, his respectability. He's done a good, pretty good job, you know, free agency wise, um, you know, halfway decent job, obviously with the trades and things like that. But, um, Draft wise, he has really struggled. For me, you know, uh, having lost Patrick Peterson, um, we were very thin at the cornerback position. Uh, you remember last year, I was screaming from the top of the mountain, this has to be an offensive lineman draft. You know, this is where you go out and you get the big uglies <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you fortify that line to protect your young quarterback, start getting some nastiness up there to, you know, start helping his running game, et cetera, et cetera. I still feel the same way. And I know it's not a sexy pick. I know it will probably be more glamorous if they go out and get the shiny, you know, cornerback to you know anchor down to put on the island and stuff like that our future Patrick Peterson but for me it all starts up front man and and at some point you got to do it you know and this might be Kimes last shot at doing it if they don't you know get a little more successful on the field this coming year so and and you kind of know where he's kind of leaning he's leaning more toward the flash if I go and get all these Shiny new pieces and actually bringing some W's. The only problem is he's, he's doing more shopping at Goodwill than he is at, you know, the, 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 the high end <laughs> stores, you know? So for me, this is time where here's where we're kind of in a conundrum. A good GM right now will be drafting for the future for stability. Uh-huh. He's drafting for the, I got to do this right now. And that's where my concern is. So for me, smart move would be, you know, go out and get you a, an anchor at the left tackle spot or, you know, we've already fortified through the help of the Raiders or <laughs> the middle of our offensive line. Go I get some you. help on the outside there, right? But I guarantee they're not thinking like we're thinking. So they'll do something stupid, like go get a, another wide receiver or something like that, you know. So that's my two cents as far as where I think they should go. Will they do the right thing? I don't think they will for a few different reasons. What do you think, Earl? You know, if you had a job that you've been doing for five or four to five years and you haven't been doing such a good job and it's on the line, then you have to start thinking outside the box. Okay. And and so where, where I believe where Steve Kime and the Cardinals are right now is right there. Look at this offseason, what they've done so far. He's going for it. I mean, he's making moves that we don't, we don't normally do things that we don't normally get the, the high profile names and things of that nature. So, and to me, it feels like what the hell you have to lose. All you have to lose now is the job. So go for it. And, <laughs> and everything that he has done up to this point has been iffy when it comes to the draft. And so now I feel he needs to keep the attitude of going for it. And what that means to me is, Hey, 
if Kyler needs weapons, and these guys that we have on our on the squad right now are only one year and two year people, uh, one year two year contracts, get some more people that are going to be here on a long term basis. And you need wide receivers. Fitz may not be there. You're only going to have D Hop for another what year or so. So go, go out and get that wide receiver. Go get that 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 oh that hybrid tight end. I wish we can get Pitts, but hmm. um, but I think he needs to to uh, trade and move up and go after somebody that's going to be here to be the next signature person or the next name on this team, because we only got a one or two year window and it's almost up. And Steve Kahn, this is his, like you said, this is his, this is his last hurrah. If this draft pick don't work out, <laughs> you'd be having another GM come in here. So if I, if I had a job like that and it was on the line, I'd be like, you know what the hell would I have to lose? I'm going for it. And if it don't work out, all I got to lose is the damn job. well let me take it a little step further it's one of the things that's where do where are where are the bones made where where are the is the true value of of a gm and the the reason i ask it is this because of course we know that that first round there's so whether it's any draft that first round is has all the all the shininess all the allure all the mag all, all the eyeballs it's so glamorous and sexy so to speak but then when you get when the nfl draft the second third fourth all the way to the seventh etc where do you really where do you really feel that a GM really makes his name? We know that we have seen uh, up and down more down than up results from kind when it comes to his first round draft picks, but where, where do you feel that teams are really built? Uh, if, if that makes sense, um, Earl, I'll go let you go first. Yeah, I think, I think for the most part, teams are really built from the scouting department. I mean, and let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. It's luck to begin with when it comes to the draft for the most part, because you can't say, I mean, there's, there are some draft picks that come out, you know, okay, that guy's going to be whatever, but there it's a, it's a roll of the dice either way you look at it. And kind of just happened to be rolling snake eyes every time he rolls the <laughs> dice. So my, my, my thing is this, if you're not trusting what those scouting agents are doing, and maybe those scouting agents are not giving you the proper information, maybe they're not seeing what the eye test a lot, you know, what, 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 what they're passing on to him or what he's seeing. I don't know, but, I think it starts in that scouting department, man. I mean, that, teams that have gotten success have good scouting uh, agents that go out and say, here's a, here's a gym that's hidden in the danger that nobody else has seen it. I'm just watching this kid. And next thing you know, boom, I told you. And, you know, it's the scouting department. And, and, but, the, but for the most part, we all know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dice game to begin with. So you got to get lucky first in some of this stuff. But then the second thing I would go with the scouting department. Man. It's interesting because in, uh, I'm sure that, uh, that my partner Ed is smiling inside because we had a little bit of a discussion about this last week. Where we were talking a little bit about the Cardinals and I, and I, I was trying to say, well, how much blame can you really put on? I mean, on kind <laughs> it's maybe put more on the scouting department. And he said, with well, Jay, if if you if if these dudes are making bad mistake bad giving bad recommendation after bad recommendation then you got to it's your fault if you're not clearing house and getting some new people to come in so hey. and I'm going to let you so of course so it seems that brother Earl is is kind of echoing what you're saying there you're maybe I'll let you take that a little bit of a step further yeah no for me and I think you asked the question the, you know the draft if you ask me the first your first two picks should be the easiest thing you do all year. You should have a plan for those two picks, right? And we all know there's variables. Somebody makes a trade jump, so that, but you should have in your first two picks your best four options, right? Yeah. Draft is one in round three and after, and that's that's through getting quality 
and quantity in those picks that come, you know, three through in however many you have. Yeah. I'll give you a, here's a scenario. If any of us had ever been lucky enough to go to the Playboy Mansion, right? <laughs> How easy would it be to walk in there and be like, I like that one. I like that one. I like, you can't lose, right? That's rounds one and two. Now the true player, two o'clock in the morning in the club, right? When it, when it's, it's, it's slim pickings, right? Right. That's when you go through and you can find, you got to find that dime or two hidden in the corner. So, you know, maybe this big booty girl that nobody was thinking about and ignored her all night and all that. That's when you make your money, you know? So for uh, me, for me, oh, man. that's what that's we've been lacking. That's what we've been lacking all this time though. And then here's the, 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 the bad part is time has been messing up the first two. How right. do you do that? Right. So now you're messing up your, you go to the Playboy Mansion and you, and you, and, uh, uh, half just basically said whatever you want, you can take it home, you still walk away empty, right? Right. And then, right. then you mess up at the club later in that night as well. So that's, that's my problem with Kime. He has not taken advantage of slam dunks. Like, okay, this is the position we want to fill. Uh, let's stay on this. Like, like I said, so, when's the, so when's the Ed, last time we, go ahead. I'm sorry. So with that being said, so if, 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 if you're talking slam dunks, then slam dunks, like you just said, have to be first round. And probably the first 10 picks, you have to get down in that part of the draft to get the slam dunk. So that's where I'm standing right now. I think that's where he has to do is to get in the slam dunk area where any guy he picks from one to five, if he gets down at one to seven, one to eight, one to nine, where he knows it's going to be a for sure, sure thing in the league. Here's the thing. I think within the first round, I don't care where you're at, depending on what you're looking for, you can look at – and you can look at some of the teams that are notoriously good drafting teams. They always seem to look let me point in case. What did mm-hmm. Kansas City do last year? They went out had went to the Super Bowl the year before, they go out and get a running back that nobody's oh, thinking man. about from yeah. LSU. That's a perfect fit for what they needed, right? right I'm right, talking right. you can find it anywhere. And in that first round or two, you know, my nephew was a second round pick. He was pick fifty, but he was in that you know, that bubble, and I think Minnesota was very happy to get him. for. So, I mean, it's all in that first two rounds. It's like these are our diamonds right here. These are and, – and you can't – here's the thing. You cannot be um, – I guess what I'm looking for the word. You 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 have to have a plan when you're doing right. it. Right. Too many times it feels like the Cardinals are scrambling because they don't have option. I guarantee you some teams have A, B, C, D, E, and F. So if this happens, we do this. How how much if you guys can answer this? How much do you think of the Cardinals' plan is 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 copycat rather than having your own plan? Oh, because absolutely. when you when you think about it, we got Cliff Kingsbury. Why? Because they had uh, Sean McVay, and he's the big hot thing that was going. You got so and so. You know, it seems. And then when you think about to this draft right now, all the all the rumors are going around that we're going to go up and get Waddle to give us that Tyreek Hill to copy what the Chiefs are doing. It's like, well, how much of the league is all copycat rather than mm-hmm. you got to trust your gut of what you think is the right, which which hasn't been good for Steve Kahn in his case. But right. I don't know. Has he been following the whole copycat league from 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 the time he's been in office? Or is he really just that bad at picking? I don't know. I'll, I don't I'll know toss this is. out at you, too, and I'll set up after this. It's all about having an identity to what okay. you're trying to formulate. Right. Okay. right now, all through this past season, me and Jay, every week, we're like, well, what's the identity of this team? What are we hanging our hat on? Are we a running team? Are we a right. 
you know, a run and gun team? Are we are we going to hang our head on our defense? What we never found out what our identity is. That doesn't start once the season starts. That starts with your draft Absolutely. and the type Absolutely. of players you're bringing in. If you want dudes that are nasty and are going to fight you to, you know, you go get those type of dudes. You know, let me give you. Yeah, I hear that's that's you're you're right on point, Ed. You have to have an identity, and when you look at what the Cardinals have done up to this point, it seems to me just I'm on the outside looking in, but I'm just saying it seems to me that they're trying to shape this thing around Cliff Kingsbury and a and a, and a potent passing game. Because think about it, when you see that they let Dan Arnold go as a tight end, they don't have a tight end catching the ball, so they're going to be probably having a tight end to continue to block to give extra protection for Kyler. They bring in AJ Green. Now they're talking about going to get this Waddle kid. So it's going to be receivers, good receivers around and good weapons around Kyler now that now he can have that offense that he wants of throwing the ball all around the yard. I don't know if that's true or not. All I'm saying is it seems like all of the moves that they've made to this point are pointing toward Cliff Kingsbury's so-called, you know, whatever. What was the offense called? I forgot. Air raid. The air raid. The, his, his style of the air raid or whatever it may be. So, and then, of course, if they make a move and go up in the draft and they get this Waddle kid, you know it's going to be a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you said, the identity, nobody knows. And only they know what they're doing at this point because they brought James Conner in to help in the running game. James Conner is also a good receiver out of the backfield. So they want all these weapons on the field yeah. that Kyler can have at his disposal. And I, I don't think that's a bad idea. If, if that's what they're going to go do, if that's what your identity is going to be, then stick with that and don't get sidetracked just because you see another, another shiny object over here and, and then another team is doing this over here, and you just want you want to be in the middle and copy over there. You know, it's crazy. Just stay with something that works, and nothing has worked up to this point, either one to me. You mentioned shiny objects, and so one of the things as we're recording this, after this, I'm about to go and uh, get my little run in, and sometimes I'm out there <laughs> running because the weather is changing, and I'm wearing my sunglasses and stuff like that. Sometimes, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Well, you know, I got to try to get it in, try to stay sexy and stuff like that, but sometimes <laughs> I ended up uh, buying the cheap ones, and they don't quite you know, reflect sun as well and all that stuff, but it's time right. to make your outdoor experience better with Canaan. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code CanaanCast15 at Canaan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E. O K A E N O N C A S T one five. Again, that's K A E N O N C A S T one five. Canaan clearly better. Believe man, you guys it. getting more dang sponsorship than an NBA team, man. man you better, you, you can that is believe <laughs> in the Arizona Cardinals. So, so of course we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on terms of what's going on starting next Thursday with the draft of you know what three days of the draft or whatever, however many days it spans over. But one again, the elephant in the room is Larry Fitzgerald, man. I, for a mm-hmm. while there, there was the Larry Fitzgerald watch. What's going on with Larry? Is he coming back? Is he not? Dog, because I'm I'm just a different dude, but. I stopped caring. I had, I, it came to mind about two weeks ago. I was thinking, did he retire? Did he? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just, it came out today uh, that Steve Kime said that he's not going to let Larry Fitzgerald's uh, status uh, impact what the decisions that they make in the draft. Well, you know, true or not, whatever that might be, but I'm just curious. It, 
does it would it bother you guys from a from a leadership from a leadership point of view if you were a Steve Conner you're you're in that you're you're in you're in the the you know in management and there's a guy that's just it's not as if he's holding you over the to holding you ransom because he's he, we know that Larry Fitzgerald is older in the tooth but or long in the tooth but is this do you have an issue with the way that he's handling this or that he hasn't announced anything as of yet I'll start with you Ed well you know I think. Larry's earned the right to ponder his future. You know, he's been, you know, the face of this organization for a very long time. I would just say that if you're an organization at some point, you either have to put, you know, something, draw the line and say, Hey, Larry, can we sit down next week so we can discuss? Because obviously we're talking about your future. We're also talking about the future of the organization. If we want to, you know, fit you here where there's some things we have to do one way or the other, whether you're going to go or whether you're going to stay. So I, you know, I, I and I know the Cardinals don't want to make it seem like, well, we were rushing Larry, but at the same time, I do think you have the right to know. So once again, that comes down to not just that, you know, who's leading the pack here? Who's calling the shots? You know, if time, you know, you go whoever, somebody needs to call in time for a meeting. Are we going to let this go all the way till July? They don't finally Larry lets us <laughs> go one way or the other. Yeah. At some point, it's almost like you got a man up. And you got to have a conversation. So, and we don't get a chance to know what's going on behind the scenes. So we just know Larry hasn't said anything. They haven't said anything. Maybe they've been having some conversation. Doesn't appear like it, but at some point, somebody's got to have that awkward conversation. And the other thing is, you also, we also have to know this is a business too. And I know Larry's probably had a lot of people in his ear. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, BA over there in, in Tampa, Tom and all them, I guarantee you, they've been whispering to him. So that's probably making it a little more difficult for him. So if you're the Cardinals, the thing is, at some point, like I said, you got to man up and sit down and have the talk. You know, we've all been there before where you thought she might want to talk to you because she wanted to break up with you. That's what do you do? <laughs> Just, hey, I ain't going to call her today. Maybe she'll cool down and tomorrow she'll feel a little better about it. So I ain't going to call her, you know. And then it's like, well, I don't, today don't feel like either. So I just let her, I'll just text her and tell him at the gym, you know, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> Man, at some point, y'all gonna have to have that conversation. So you might as well just go ahead and get this one in and figure it out. True indeed. What do you think, Earl? Yeah. I haven't been on air for about a week now or so. And I've, I've had this same take and I, I'm not changing my stance of what I think about what's going on with Larry right now. Two things. If you're gonna if you're gonna retire, I guarantee you you already know you're gonna retire. Right. If if you've been through the ringer and you just know I know I'm not doing this this crap again. No way. You know that you're not doing it. The only thing that will hold things up and what I believe is holding things up at this point, Larry still wants to play, in my opinion. But there's a big there's a word that starts with an N that's called negotiation. Hmm. negotiations seem to sometimes take a long period of time where two sides have to come to an agreement for numbers that work. The Carters are not going to pay Larry Fitzgerald the $11 million he's always gotten every single year for that one year. They're not going to do it. Right. This is what's holding things up. Larry wants that X amount of dollars. The team is not going to pay him that. And so, I think there's a negotiation going on that we don't know about, but it's got to be money and his role on the team. That, that's the only things I can see that makes sense of why he would be saying, do I want to retire? Do I not want to retire? Do I, because he already knows if he wants to retire or not, I guarantee. So this is a money thing. This is, and, and let me tell you this too. I don't know Larry like friendship personally, 
but I had dealt with Larry and his people before. It's yeah. about money. Trust me. It's money. <laughs> I don't care what I don't care what anybody says of how good Larry is. And he's a man in the Arizona. Uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> it's about money. Right. Larry is Larry knows what he's doing with his business and his money. And I guarantee you think back of the years that he had to negotiate his contract before he always ended up with that 10 to 11 million every year for that one year. Right. 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 I guarantee you that's not going to happen in that. And because of the pandemic, maybe, and because of his diminishing skills or whatever it may be, Larry, you may not be worth $11 million. Now you got to come down on that price or some other team's going to, you know, get a, get, get a good receiver that they can use in a slot and block because that's basically what his role is going to end up. So that's just my opinion. And when it all boils down to you, they're going to come in and give you the PR thing. Oh, I just wanted to make sure I talk it over my family, blah, 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 bull. It's about that dollar bill. It's about that dollar bill only. So yeah, that's be, my opinion, y'all. That'd be a long conversation. So they, on Monday, you talk to your family. Man, I told you to come back yesterday, y'all. Tuesday, hey, man, dog, I told you to come back already. What you keep asking exactly. me for? We need this money in the house. We need an extra $11 million. But anyway, Right. So, gentlemen, so appreciate it as always. So, again, joining uh, joining us has been our, you know, he's he's a friend of the show for real. The one and only Casual E. Earl Burnett, the uh, the the owner, the the man who runs things over at Casual Sports Radio Network, KSRNAZ.com. And then, as always, the my partner in crime, Ed Easy Smith. So, we do this every week. We're back on schedule now, y'all, so don't worry about it. We we. <laughs> We gonna leave you like that no more. But we back on schedule. So the one and only Ed Easy Smith. I am Javon J Love Adams, and so we'll catch you. We we'll, we'll, we gonna for a quick hitter next week. We'll probably do it a little bit later. It'll post a little bit later. We'll wait until that first round is over uh, and be able to see what's cracking, what's good with it. But until next time, as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can be easy out there until uh, next week. Appreciate you, brother Earl. All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.